This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 229. So I really encourage people to think of that voice as that inner intuitive self, the truest self that you are here every day living in and and able to embody. And I like people to think of how deeply can you connect within that so you can be in a way that that travels on your voice. So what I mean by that is there are things that we're saying that we may not even notice by the words we're saying underlying have an, an inherent message to it. So maybe it's the nervousness. Maybe it's the, I don't like even how I sound right now. Maybe it's, I am so grateful to be able to communicate in this way, whatever that is, that's going to carry on the sound waves. These are physical sound waves coming out of my mouth through the screen to Meg's ears, to all of y'all's ears. And that's real energy that we can actually delve into in a deeper way so that you are aligned and there's not dissonance. Dissonance means a mismatch, but there's resonance and it's aligned in that way. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and thank you for joining me today on the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and I am really looking forward to exploring something a little new with you today. Not that every single one of our shows isn't unique, because it is. And today we are actually talking about the gift that we've all been given of our voice of the instrument that we have to communicate with one another and so vital to what we do as coaches. If we didn't have our voice, how would we be able to partner effectively with our clients and encourage them to be able to share their message through their voice as well? So today we're actually going to be getting into the empowerment of the care and respect that we have for our vocal instrument. And I am delighted to be welcoming Brian Hennessy to the show today. We're going to talk about what Brian specializes in and, and how she is going to help us really connect to this instrument that perhaps we take for granted. Now, before I get into today's show, I just want to take a moment to check in with all of you, hope that things are going well, that you're taking care of yourselves, that you are healthy and beginning to recover, coming around, maybe making some plans for the rest of 2021 to really expand in your potential. And as mentioned, if you would like to reach and expand into all that you can be in your skills, in the way that you connect with others with confidence and competence, be sure to visit starcoachshow.com and explore all that we have there through past shows, through new programs that can help you 
settle into the coach that you want to be. That's the whole purpose of this show. And and I would love to partner with you in some of that. So go to starcoachshow.com to explore what we have to offer through past shows and programs. Now let's talk about my guest today and what she's going to help us connect to. As I mentioned, Brian Hennessy is our guest today. She is a licensed speech voice pathologist and has turned her practice, her service delivery into a vocal empowerment coach. She has 13 years of clinical expertise specializing in voice and breathing assessment and therapy. And I got to give you a little heads up here. She is going to actually bring some of those exercises to us in the show today. So I'm going to encourage you to participate in what we're doing and bring those forward for yourself and see how they impact you. Brian has been a speaker at local, state, and national conferences on this topic. She has worked in some of the top academic voice centers in the United States. She's a published author and is the owner of Your Vocal Vitality, LLC. She has created the program Empower Your Voice, which supports CEOs, entrepreneurs, coaches, educators, sales teams, public speakers to conquer vocal fatigue, to elevate voice health, and tap into our inner voices to show up with more authentic impact and influence. Who doesn't want to do that? In addition, she is an absolute joy to spend time with. She brings it today. So if you're wondering what is this vocal empowerment all about, you must stay, listen through the interview. You will walk away with tools to apply, with new maybe perspective on this vocal gift that we've all been given. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go to my interview with Brian Hennessy. Brian, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I've been looking forward to our time together. Me too. This is such a pleasure, Meg. You and I just connect in such a lovely way. I can't wait for your audience to just feel our energy. <laughs> exactly. It's so much fun. And you, young lady, are my very first vocal empowerment coach that I've had on the show. And um, I just am looking forward to the audience opening up to new perspective today. That is such a good way to put it. I definitely come at it from a unique point of view, I would say. So I'm so, so grateful that I can share this today with the folks listening. So good. Let's start with what led you into doing what you're doing now. Absolutely. So my background is over 13 years in the medical clinical setting as a speech and voice pathologist. So what that means is I have specialized in assessing and treating a variety of voice disorders, airway disorders, and really taking people through that journey who are on the verge or who have nearly lost their voice. And over the past few years, I started to notice that I wanted to serve people in a broader way and looking at the way 
folks would come in and understandably say, I didn't know this could happen to my voice. Why now? What's going on? I need my voice for my job and not having had the education or the knowledge that this is something that can be cared for preventatively. So a few years ago, I got this idea as most entrepreneurs or early entrepreneurs do that, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll branch out on my own. And so I started my business a year over a year ago, and I really started to hone in on the vocal empowerment coach role, because that allows me to bring in this level of prevention, awareness, wellness for our voices and education in a way that really helps people look at like the way we take care of the rest of our body, how they can care for this instrument in our necks. So I started that journey and it's been phenomenal. And for those of you listening who have also, you know, been in that place where you're in say more of a corporate space or a hospital-based system, medical system, and you're ready to take the big leap, that's me. I took my big leap this year. <laughs> so, so I am feeling into that as well and loving, loving where that is leading me to. You know, it's one of those things that is so exciting and liberating and frightening at the same time, right? <laughs> it's all those things wrapped up together. 100%. I really thought at one point when I made the, the kind of first transition of the leap, that there would be a net to catch me because isn't that what happens? Like you have your safety net. And at one point, Meg, I was tuning into my body. I really focused on what my body is telling me. And it occurred to me, no, there's no need for a net because you were meant to fly. Wow. Okay. Wow. I can do this. Like that's, that's amazing. And that, that was fully just kind of embodying what it means to really step forward and, and live in your purpose. Oh my goodness. What a way to begin folks. So <laughs> let's talk about the instrument that you're talking about. What is important for us to consider when we think about our voice as a vital asset to yeah. our businesses, to whatever. Exactly. To being humans. And in this way, we primarily communicate. The majority of humans use their voice to communicate. And so when we think of the voice, it is okay if y'all never gave that a thought before today. <laughs> it's not common. So what I'd like you to, to do, actually, for those of you listening, if you just put your hand on your neck, just put it on the front of your neck, you are now touching the instrument. That is your larynx, okay? Larynx, voice box is another term. Your vocal folds actually sit right behind your Adam's apple. So men, your Adam's apple will stand out a little more than women's tends to. And if you make any little sounds, you'll feel the vibrations under your skin. Okay. And that's your vocal folds actually vibrating. So when we think about this instrument, getting up, expecting it to be there for us every day, we really ask a lot of it and don't always take the time to care for it. So for those of you who have experienced laryngitis, for example, you've gotten a cold, maybe the voice goes out for a couple of days, you figure, oh, I'll rest it, it'll be fine. And often it is. But there's a majority in the what we call professional voice user space. So that is anyone whose voice is required to do their job. That the statistics on that population and beyond is astounding for how much higher risk folks are for injury. And also looking at it as the evolution of work. I mean, here we are, Meg, talking online. Okay, great. You've been doing this a long time. That's the, that's the evolution where we are now, but that's a lot different than say when folks were not having to rely on their voice in order to do their job. Right. So you could, could plow the fields without yeah. talking to anybody for hours or you could, right. yeah, 
Exactly. Exactly. So I look at it as an asset to your life, to your relationships, to your business, to what you are here to do. And I take that a step further and I refer to my folks as vocal athletes. So the way I define that is a vocal athlete is anyone who requires their voice to be used 75% or more of the time during their activities, work and personal. So that would equate to say, maybe, you know, talking six plus hours a day on the regular. Mm -hmm. And while these instruments are very resilient, again, the laryngitis, you can recover, we're able to self heal. There's also this important feature that they're not invincible and they can take a lot of stress strain. And yet when we look at vocal athletes that maybe we're more familiar with like performers and singers and stage actors, those folks are treating it like a training regimen because they have to be out there every single day doing that. The speaking voice is no different to me. And it's something we use so much that I think there's this role for elevating it in the way we are not only taking care of it, but bringing our message to the world. Wow. So when we think about, and, and as you were talking, Brian, mm-hmm. I was, I was remembering when I first started the show. About six months or a year into the show, it was early on, I got a horrible case of laryngitis and I was devastated that I couldn't put out the show. Like I tried to, but I couldn't even complete the intro that I needed to be able to attach to the interview. So I ended up either doing a repeat show or missing that week. I don't know, but I remember being really bummed that my voice let me down when maybe I let my voice down. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts about like, you know, well, I guess just what we need to be thinking about as we can think about providing consistent content, being in front of our audience and that this is a, a gift. It's a, it's a tool that we need to respect. Yes. A hundred percent to be able to look at it with gratitude and what it does for you and knowing that you can also honor the disappointment when that comes, because it is, it is uncomfortable at minimal, both physically and uncomfortable to have to, to navigate that and not, not be sure of its reliability and at the max have to be canceling and missing out on things that you are meant to do, whether business or personal, not being able to communicate because your voice isn't there is something I've walked with many folks through. And it's, it's a grieving process, to be honest, whether that, that, that episode redo, you know, lasted that one, you know, flash moment for you, Mm -hmm. or whether it's this recurring burden that you're just like wondering, what, what am I going to do? Is my voice going to be there for me? And so in that way, when we think of voice as a barometer, that's another conviction I hold is how we're feeling is reflected in our voice. So if we would have hopped on today and there would have been any hint of something that would have made you go, Brian, are you okay? Like what's going on? We humans can detect that really well. So I think it's great if we turn that on ourselves and recognize that where are we at in this moment? How are we feeling? What can we do with our voices and honor that if it is feeling a little off, how can you take some steps to nourish that? And that step may be short-term shifting, delegating, canceling, changing schedule and long-term creating a strategic plan. I think the biggest thing that folks, again, is part of the taking for granted narrative do yes, is push through, push. I'll just do this one more thing. I just, I just have to get to the end of the week. I just have to talk to this one more client. And, and again, that's, that's the threshold that we knowing in voice science, we know what the voice can handle. We haven't quite gotten the research yet to show us predictably why one person 
will push through and be fine. And the next person will push through and two days into an event, they can't do it. So yeah, it's, it's that, so that's where I bring such like passion to this sense of don't risk it and be able to look at this as a way you can check in with how you're feeling so that that voice literally carries that sense for you. Even if that means that there has to be more strategic prioritization (laughs) in that way. So yeah. I would assume that our voice gives us indicators that, that there could be some warning signs or some things that we want to be tuned into to be responsible voice owners. Yes. I love it. Responsible <laughs> voice owners. Beautiful. Yes, exactly. And, and we're attuned to this for the most part, just generally in our body. And I think that's why I think it's so important to both listen and to feel. So I can listen to voices all day. I am, I'm a super detector when it comes to that. I'm very blessed to have that gift, but I don't know how you're feeling, right? I don't know what it is that you're feeling internally. So I would encourage folks that if you're noticing any scratchiness, any hoarseness, the general rule of thumb from a vocal care and wellness standpoint is two weeks of hoarseness that persists needs to be assessed a hundred percent needs to be looked at with a specialist and under the the guise of a comprehensive approach so that we can say, yes, the structure is okay. It's healthy. Now, what are we going to do for a plan? The other thing to notice is the feeling of it. Do you feel exhausted after talking? Does it feel like you're fatigued or straining to talk? Is there a sense of just kind of a weakness to the voice? Those are little warning signs as well, that something may be off. Now, it may not be directly your larynx. This is why I love looking at it holistically. It could be other parts of your body. It could be your breath. It could be how you slept last night. I mean, there's a multifactorial way to look at it, which, which I love bringing to the approach as well. So good. So let's say, let's just, I know many people who are listening might facilitate trainings or be speakers. And while many of us are in client sessions a lot, there's a bit of a break perhaps in sessions between clients. Whereas if I'm doing, let's say a three day full out training, eight hours a day where I am speaking and engaging and, and what might I want to consider differently? And maybe not, I'm throwing this out. I don't know folks, but I'm assuming Brian knows what might I want to consider if I'm about to go into a three day full out training or even, you know, a speaking engagement where maybe my anxiety is heightened a little bit because I'm going to be speaking. So those are kind of two different things, but I'm throwing it to you and you take it wherever you want to. That sounds delightful. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you did. You you had on two components that, that traditionally people do think about like, oh, so you help people be able to get up on stage and do their talk. Yes. And I try to go into that deeper level and that that preparation phase too is really important. So to your question about any sort of event, if you're already to the point of the event and the voice is giving you those warning signs, you're in triage mode essentially at that point. And that's what I help some of my clients through. But I also like to really help people get that support pre, during, and post. So think of it like an intensive voice care package that literally gives you that reassurance that like, okay, I have the strategies I need, things like staying hydrated, things like warming up my voice, things that we're going to go through a little bit more detail here in a moment so that I can be as prepared as possible. And then ebbs and flows, allowing for that, right? We can't know what's going to happen that may kind of deter things a little bit. But when folks put that as their priority and work with that intensity, they have a lot more of that stamina and that 
comfort that the things will be consistent. Then to your point about the nervousness, there's much less of that because you're not second guessing what your voice is going to do. You can focus on your message and then we're able to take it into that other deeper level of how are we going to ground you? How are you going to set your intention for what you're bringing to that event, that client call, that conversation at the dinner table, that's hard, whatever the case may be and show up and, and be heard for your true self. That's the piece that I really help people try to align. So good. Mm. So when you're working with clients, mm. let's imagine that, mm -hmm. that I'm your client okay. and we're setting a plan for what we might do together, because I guarantee you people are like, give me a little sense of what it would be like to work with a vocal empowerment coach. So we're going to mm -hmm. pretend in front of everyone. And I didn't tell Brienne we were going to do this in advance. That's so great. Let's say we're having our first session together. What are some of the things that we would cover? Yeah. So for us, Meg, we're going to start with how the voice works. I always think it's important to understand the anatomy, the physiology, and being in a space of, of knowing the instrument, just like an instrumentalist, that guitarist can pull out the guitar and tell you, take it apart and tell you every little inside and out, but we don't always do that with our voice. So we would cover making sure we're, we're clear on that. And but secondly, we would talk about the care, how we're going to have what we call vocal hygiene. Okay. That essentially means being able to look at the things that soothe the voice. So that can be water and staying hydrated. Fun fact, it takes 12 to 24 hours for water to get through the system. And we have no evidence yet how water gets specifically to the voice. So when people say, oh, well, all you got to do is just drink eight glasses a day and your voice will be fine total myth. We have no evidence yet to support that. What we do know though, is once the whole system is more well hydrated, the likelihood that the larynx will continue hydrating is really good. We would talk about things like steaming a great way to get moisture to the vocal folds through the airway, the windpipe, and to be able to steam. And we can talk about details for that. Then we would look at your voice use strategically, we got to look at what days are your heavy days? What days are your lighter days? Are there times you can delegate and sneak in what I call voice naps? <laughs> so the general rule of thumb is for every 60 minutes of, of continuous talking, try to schedule in a five to 10 minute silent time, some voice rest. Voice rest isn't the be all end all, especially if you don't have a, a cold or any reason to, to really um, shut down for, for a day or so, because that doesn't give you a sense for what your system is needing. It would be like spraining your ankle and you sprain the ankle and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to rest it. You're kind of, you know, careful hobbling along a little bit. And then yes, it doesn't hurt when you walk on it anymore, but what's underlying that? Has your balance shifted a little bit? Does the strength of that leg need work? Where is that going? So that's the idea that gets into our final piece of what we look at is how we're going to craft your warm up, cool down, and voice use exercise plan. And then from there, we work between sessions, between reminders, and really customize okay, what's working, what's not, and how can you stay consistent in that so you can keep your voice reliable? So, so good. I guarantee you, some of you never thought about this, did you? <laughs> and, and yet it's so important. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the other things about voice mm -hmm. that you want us to think about in the way that, so 
Brian and I did our pre-interview the way that I do with everybody. And one of the things that came up in that was how often I hear coaches when I say, I want you to record your sessions and listen back to your sessions. Mm -hmm. My very first thing that I hear back is, oh, I hate listening to myself. I hate the way my voice sounds. Or obviously, if we're learning, we might cringe a little at what we say in coaching, but that piece about, I hate to hear my own voice. And I acknowledge to Brian that I feel that way. Like when I listen back to my shows, I'm like, oh, so you had some thoughts about that. I do. I do. That actually embodies the third conviction that I hold for my mission, which is love your voice, love yourself. And I think so many folks are, you're not alone. So I, I, I applaud your bravery and vulnerability for owning that Meg. And, and for those of you out there listening, if you've ever had that thought, the self-critical mind chatter is pervasive for a lot of folks. And I personally have a history of that until I was able to really do the inner work and transform in that way. And I know what that feels like. And I also think that how can you showcase something as beautiful as your voice to the world and hate it at the same time? because you are trying to connect with people and work and share your message. And so with that, when people say, okay, I want you to, you know, listen back and tell me what you hear. If your first thought is critical, that's going to be really hard then to, to lovingly shift into something you can improve on it. Another, another route that I hear people talk about that is, well, watch your tone, watch your tone of voice. Is that the right tone you want to use? And on the surface, it might seem like, well, okay, I guess I need to maybe use a more, you know, upbeat tone or a more engaging tone or more serious tone. Perhaps I find though, that that can also be confusing. Well, I don't know what, what's wrong with my tone. I, I'm not sure. I thought it sounded fine. So it's kind of a double, double-sided coin there. So then that self-critical voice starts again and that mind chatter starts. So I really encourage people to think of that voice as that inner intuitive self, the truest self that you are here every day living in and, and able to embody. And I like people to think of how deeply can you connect within that so you can be in a way that that travels on your voice. So what I mean by that is there are things that we're saying that we may not even notice by the words we're saying underlying have an, an inherent message to it. So maybe it's the nervousness. Maybe it's the, I don't like even how I sound right now. Maybe it's, I am so grateful to be able to communicate in this way, whatever that is, that's going to carry on the sound waves. These are physical sound waves coming out of my mouth through the screen to Meg's ears, to all of y'all's ears. And that's real energy that we can actually delve into in a deeper way so that you are aligned and there's not dissonance. Dissonance means a mismatch, but there's resonance and it's aligned in that way. Do you mind if I tell you a story about that, Meg? I would love a story. We, that, we love stories here on the Star Cook Show. Okay, cool. Because it was it just like, y'all know when you're just doing the work with folks and it just it becomes this bigger than you moment, you know, this mm -hmm. odd firing moment. So, so I have this client that I was working with, her name's Beth, and she had come in with both the concerns, the physical voice concerns of oh, I'm fatiguing. My voice just feels a little weaker to you. And I, her voice would sound typical. That's the thing. Sometimes it's not always auditory. Then she also noticed she wasn't being heard even at the family dinner table. She just really, she would speak up and nope, the kids, the husband, who knows, just, they weren't really acknowledging her opinions. And that was starting to wear on her as well. So we started to work together. She showed up, did the work, was really diligent and, and both used her curiosity 
I'm an open-mindedness to the exercises and also the inner work. And one day she started a session saying that she was surprised because she had that week really been thinking about pivoting in her business. She wasn't quite feeling like she was, you know, doing the right thing. There really had been a drop in, in requests for services. And then that week, after we had done some more work on prioritizing her love for her voice, she goes, I've had three people reach out for me for my marketing services that I didn't even know were still in my sphere of awareness. And now they want to work with me. And I think just in this moment mm-hmm. that in her previous resistance, holding back, not speaking her truth of who she really is, and then physically feeling into that, she manifested some of those symptoms physically in her voice. As soon as that started to dissipate, that energy was out there and those folks came in and I was just like, that is your inner wisdom right there. Who knew that divine source right there just called those folks in. She did nothing different in her business plan that week. Like, but the energy so, she sent out was different. Yes, and 100%. Yeah. She believed in herself and her voice that way. And I just think that that's beyond any of us, right? That's right. that's the flow and ease we all deserve. And, and it just brought me so much awe to, to see that transition happen for her. So, Oh, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, yeah. That absolutely. story also brought up for me something else that we were talking about that I'd love for you to explore with the audience around bias and judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So what we were referring to and what I see a lot is when I was working in the medical clinic, there would be folks come in, particularly women. And that's why my passion is to to focus on working with women who would be in positions of leadership, whether it be CEOs, entrepreneurs, lawyers, educators at high levels that would really, you know, want their voices to to sound better. There was something about it. Either they were already experiencing fatigue or they had been shamed for their voice. I had one woman who was at a wedding, outdoor reception, outdoors. She was laughing, enjoying herself, and her family shamed her for her laughter being too loud. I had another woman who said that she was trying to lead and kind of hold as we need to do now online, command the space with our voice. And she had noticed she started to shift and adjust her voice lower because she was getting clues that that would sound more authoritative and otherwise she wouldn't be listened to. Of course, in that particular case, the room was full of mostly men. Mm -hmm. And so I have, we continue to notice and I have these kind of threads of, of times where We culturally, we have lots of things we can judge people for, which is unfortunate state of of being, but women's voices particularly are looked at as too shrill, too loud, too this, too authoritative, whatever the judgment may be. And so when we, when we look at that and we say, okay, yes, someone is biased towards a woman's voice instead of the message that they're bringing, we want to make sure that that person does not internalize that for one, and that they find their most natural voice and own it. Because at that point, if they've been over the years subtly changing their voice to sound like the way they think they should sound or Mm -hmm. in order to gain some sort of position and and presence, that ultimately is what I think led them in to see me because they started to physically feel a drain here because it wasn't resonating with who they were. And that resistance shows up. So yes, there are studies for those of you who might be familiar with her work, even in HR, there are, there are folks who will not hire based on the sound of someone's voice. 
it's not fair, it's not right, but it exists. And, and the studies show us that. And so I think the more people, again, can go back to loving and owning their natural voice mm-hmm. and being able to to push against those those narratives is is so crucial to where we're at right now and beyond. And the more that that is harnessed in a way that feels very embodied and authentic and aligned, then then all of that else, all that noise just dissipate, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. Yeah. So when we, um, when we think about our prioritizing our voice health, mm-hmm. our, our wellness, yeah. um, how you've given great examples of how we're using that instrument and the reasons why it makes sense to prioritize it. Do you have any tips for how to kind of keep us keep our voices in shape or things that we could do that you're willing to pull out of your toolkit and share with us? Well, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So we've kind of gone through, like we talked about the the hygiene piece, the water, the steaming, and how you would look at, you know, how much, how loud you're using your voice, how you can trust the microphone. I do want to say that too, Meg, in this online space, especially, please use a mic as often as you can and trust that the mic is picking you up. What I mean by that is not having to project the voice just because we're used to presenting. (laughs) So if y'all can hear the difference, that was me elevating my voice. The trick becomes is when you trust the mic, you can talk conversationally with flow rather than making it push from the throat. When I push, you can hear the quality difference. Imagining that. And and it's okay if you don't even necessarily know this at first or recognize it at first, but just just know that the mic is picking you up, that you can speak in that conversational tone. And I I can't even tell you how much of a a load, again, when we think of this like an athlete, if you're overloading the mechanism, Mm -hmm. that's when things start to go awry. So, So trust that. And the other piece of it is really just warming it up. So think of it like the way you would get up and stretch in the morning. There are easy warm-ups that can be done and just kind of help you tune in. So if you're open to it, I would be happy to lead you through one. Yeah. So everybody, I, right. this is not one of those things. Don't do this at home. You really can do this at home. Right. You can follow along. <laughs> exactly. Now I would offer a component of this. I'm going to offer that you do some of it with your eyes closed. So please, if you're driving, don't do this while <laughs> driving, but, but it is nice to be able to be in a, in a, in a space where you can get comfortable. So Meg, if you'd like to join along, I'd love to have you do that. So I'd invite you to sit comfortably where you are, or you can lie down if that's comfortable for you too. And to gently let your eyes close so that you can tune inward. And as you do so, I would like you to start to notice the inhale breath through your nose. Now, by turning your attention to the inhale, it may shift and that's okay. This is a space of non-judgment, of just observing, of curiosity. And notice that inhale as it floats through the spaces of the nose, down the back of the throat, into the lungs, maybe even expanding 360 degrees into the torso. Checking in with the body. Where can you soften? Where can you check in with your posture? Not to be rigid, but to be fluid and at ease. You're creating an openness, a space for this voice and power to flow through. And we're going to do this in three parts. And the first part is going to be five repetitions of just a very easy sound that we can all make and just a hum. I want you to listen as you're doing this hum and I'll model that for you. So you're welcome to try it along with me. 
Yeah, tune into the quality, just kind of observe. Let's do three more. Mm. Mm. Here you're just connecting your breath, noticing what you notice about the voice. With the next five, I want you to turn into the feeling. What does it feel like as it flows up through the neck and out into the front of your face? Maybe you even feel a little vibration or tingle or tickle at the lips. Maybe you feel it resonating more down in the chest. So five more, tuning into the feeling. Mm. breath really starts to flow with the voice again. And I'd like you to get curious and ask yourself, what is it you love about your voice? Tune in, notice what bubbles up. Maybe there's a word or a phrase or just a sense from what you've already taken time to notice. And I'd like you with this last set of five, to hum that and infuse that with your voice sound. So for example, mm, I am grateful my voice flows with ease. Mm, I love the way my voice communicates to others. So see what connects for you and I'd love for you to speak it aloud if you're comfortable doing so. I love that my voice connects me with people. Mm, again. I love that my voice can make people feel energetic. So as you're noticing these things and allowing that to start to infuse, you both warmed up your voice and connected it to a deeper intention. And so wherever you are, you are welcome to open your eyes and come back to the space here. And thank you for sharing. Thank you for pushing Pushing like in a good way, because I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Brian and I did not practice that. So I was like, okay, well, what, what's going to come up for me? And that's what came up for me. That's what came up and you honored that. And that's your authentic self. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So as we are wrapping up our time together, <laughs> you've touched on so many important things and did that beautiful exercise with us. What have we left on the table or is still top of mind for you that you want to be sure to include as we, as we wrap up? Mm. You and your voice are worthy. And I want you to know that no matter how you move forward in this moment today, you are here with a message. You are here with a purpose. You are here to speak and you are here to listen. And that is the beauty of this communication interaction that we get to grow into as humans. So I just appreciate you listening here, playing around with us in your voice. And I am just really grateful for the time that we've spent together. And I am so grateful for you, as I <laughs> am certain the audience is. Brian, thank you so much for bringing your knowledge to the show. If people want to stay in touch, what are some great ways to keep up with your 
with you and your teachings? Yes, 100%. Thank you. I am online, Facebook, Instagram, and I have a website and all of that will be linked in the show notes. So I encourage you to look there and connect with me. And for those of you who have gotten takeaways from today and want to really look at prioritizing your voice more, I would love to offer you a vocal health and hygiene tip sheet. And is my free gift to you so that you can look through and start to incorporate ways that you are going to keep your voice healthy. So connect with me with those links in the show notes, and we will be able to really elevate your vocal wellness. Thank you. So good. Thank you. Such powerful work. I want to thank Brianne Hennessy again for being with us today. If you'd like to connect with Brianne, go to starcoachshow.com forward slash 229. There are a plethora of links to be able to explore what she does. I hope this opened your mind to the concept of coaching and how when we have a particular expertise, we can create an offering that brings value to our audience and allows people to really rise into the best that they can be. And Brienne is an excellent example of that. So thanks again to Brienne Hennessy for being on the show. If you'd like to connect with her, remember that starcoatshow.com forward slash 229. I continue with my interviews with powerful women in the month of March next week with Chala Dinkoy, who is the CEO and founder of The Repositioning Expert, which is a division of coach tactics and a marketing strategist. So basically, Chala is coming to us next week to help us create a elevator pitch that will just wow your audience. I know many times I hear from coaches, I don't know what to say when I'm in a networking event or when I'm introducing myself. So Chala is going to help us understand how do we create a message that just pulls people in and helps us express ourselves in that way that really connects with our audience. So come back next week for that. As always, I invite you to our Facebook Live discussion on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Star Coach Facebook page. Join us. And once again, visit starcoachshow.com for our offerings and to help you be the best coach you can be through all of the things that our guests offer and some new programs that I have coming out. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a wonderful week.